Oh, hi there. Hello. Hey now. Hola. And ba weep grana weep mini bong. However you want to say it. Welcome to that Kev One Show. Hey friends, we have a hilarious, phenomenal guest in comedy force, Rosa McKenzie, the West Coast beast of comedy. But first, uh, I literally was just hearing some news, and this might be breaking news to a lot of you because it happened literally, uh, well, I gotta double check the time, but today for sure. Um, <clears throat> we're trying to get it, and we have a huge comedy guest here. But um, it's uh, with sad breaking news here. Um, and I just literally had to double check it. That's how recent this is. Um, but it's with a heavy heart that uh, we report on the passing of Matthew Perry of Friends has died today. Uh, details are still coming in, but Perry passed due to an uh, apparent drowning um, in a hot tub. He, of course, played uh, Friends uh, Megaforce Chandler Bing, my favorite of the Friends bunch. Um, and they're all great, <laughs> mind you, but, you know, I quoted uh, Chandler so many times, like, you know, can you be anymore, you know, this and that. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's just quite a blow. Um, I mean, it's a shock. I mean, while he did have some, you know, dark times, um, we know that he, like, um, turned his oceanfront residence into, like, a rehab facility. So it seemed like he was on the up and up. Um, he'd also be known to work with Salma Hayek, Bruce Willis, Aaron Sorkin, and more. Um I know I saw his thumbnail on a lot of different stuff while perusing stuff to stream, on the streaming sites recently. I know he played a teacher recently. Um, man. And he just, in pop culture, he just owned that name Chandler. I mean, I made a, when I ran across people in my own life named Chandler, a couple, you know, I'd always be like, Chandler being, you always reference friends, you know, you probably hate that. But. <sighs> um, wow. It's, yeah, it's just really shocking. Not a lot of details, and uh, kind of a lot of not details that I would want to, like, voice right now, because who knows um, how reliable they are at this point. Uh, he passed today, apparent drowning uh, in a hot tub. I'm not sure if it was his hot tub or if he was a guest somewhere. <sighs> but he was known for being hilarious. Uh, yeah. My condolences to all his fans, uh, former castmates and all that. Um, I know he was single with no children. Um... He was just, yeah. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry, who was 54. And we'll be right back with tonight's guest. That Kevin Show is brought to you in part by T-Mobile, the Uncarrier. Please welcome to the show, comedian and wonderkind, Rosa McKenzie, producer and star of hey. The Rooms. Hey, Rosa. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, amazing. <laughs> Glad to have. Oh, for sure. Now, a lot of people who are keen to uh, comedy of the West Coast are familiar with your work, but how long have you been doing stand-up comedy? Um, I mean, I guess in total five years, but there was a good three-year break there uh, during the pandemic. So I'm just over the last year, I've gotten back into it. But um, yeah, there was definitely a hiatus as there was for most people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, speaking of that with, like, technology, with COVID, with all these different things that have made, like, the world be, like, essentially on, like, season finale mode, like, forever, have you had to, like, pivot your comedy or, like, you know, change your routine, like, on the fly much? I mean, when we, when we were first on lockdown, mm -hmm. many people were doing Zoom open mics, which oh my gosh. was very challenging. Yeah. <laughs> and... I mean, the open mic was only other comedians, so that was tough. Like, nobody, like, the public was not joining the Zoom call, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so it's, wow, so no immediate reaction of how good you're doing, like, really, for the most part. Right, like, huh. if you could get some comics to laugh, that was cool, but then, like, the audio was often so bad, you, like, couldn't really tell if people were laughing, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I remember like I mean, because I'm an actor and everything. I, well, everyone who listens knows me, but um, I, I did one open mic night once. You might be able to relate to this, maybe. I don't know, probably. Um, I did it once because you know everyone said, "Oh, you're funny, Kevin," and uh, so I did it once in Portland, Oregon, and um, 
it was all right and everything, but like I did notice that most of the audience was stand-up comedians on my open mic night. Maybe that's traditional, but but it was funny. Like instead of like the, the ha-has, I knew I was doing good when they said stuff like, "What was it? Keeper, keeper," and I'm like, "Keeper? Like, oh, it's a keeper." Like, I was just, I don't know. It was kind of. Huh. Weird. <laughs> Well, maybe I'm terrible because nobody has ever said that to me. <laughs> well, so in the Zoom, like, was it like, I'm probably getting all the social media, like, vernacular wrong, but did you get a lot of hearts and thumbs up, or what did they do? How did you know you were doing, like, sure. really good, like, during that? Is that I how? <laughs> just your little your what your laptop or your tablet was your microphone really right so okay exactly okay. yeah yeah so you can kind of have fun with it that way but the appeal of that was like pretty short-lived um, yeah <laughs> i think it lasted for i don't know maybe six months or something and, I wonder... and maybe like people continue to to do the zoom mics but i did not yeah there's probably some benefit to it right there's probably yeah. some yeah hmm I don't know if anyone went viral from it at all or anything like that, but... Yeah, I mean, it was... The in-person is much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming back in person was uh, was way better. They also did some, like, outdoor open mics, which I went to a couple times um, when people were starting to leave their houses again. Okay. So they had one, like, in a parking lot where the car... Like, everyone was, like, kind of staying in their cars, and it was, like, rainy, and so you would, like, honk your horn for laughter. Oh, my and, God. And, like, it was, you could actually hear it on the radio. Like, it was, like, if you tuned into some channel on your car radio, you could hear the wow. comics. Wow. Huh. <laughs> like, yeah, people were very uh, creative in, in their, you know... Um, pursuit to, to be insane. able to perform. So. I mean, it's got to be fruitful yeah. for, like, comedy writing, but also, like, it's very, in a way, niche and very, like, dated in a way, too. So, wow. Yeah. But it was, like, you know, it was, it was uh, people were doing what they could. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I know, like, me, you're from Portland, Oregon, right? And you moved to Hollywood. Yeah. So, where are you right now? Uh, I'm in the Hollywood Hills. Ooh. I'm staying at a I lived in Burbank You're when I was there. Yeah, I'm in, in Portland. Yeah, I'm in Portland currently, yeah. Born and raised as okay. well, but yeah, I'm in Portland right now. Okay. What were you saying about Burbank? Oh, I was living in Burbank. When I when I lived in Hollywood for about five years for acting, I was uh, in Burbank, the Saluka Lake area. Nice. Yeah. How, did, um, how did that go for you? It went pretty good. Um... It was kind of funny, like, um, you know, coming from Portland to, uh, to L.A., I was in there at this very weird time where I came to came to L.A., and everyone's like, oh, where are you from, you know, and I'm like, oh, Portland, Oregon, the best city on earth, you know, oh, golly gee, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, and they're like, Portland, Portland, Maine, I'm like, no, Portland, Oregon, they're like, they're like, oh, and like, no one, but when I was heading back here, everyone I said, just in passing that I was from Portland, Oregon, or heading back home to Portland, Oregon, Everyone was like, literally, like almost like reading a script. They were all like, "I always wanted to go to Portland, Voodoo Donuts, Portlandia, yeah." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't know what happened exactly." <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone knows, you know, when I say I'm from Portland, they they know, but it's also the way that I present. Oh yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, I mean, just like my style or whatever. They're mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, you're from Portland. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like, we can tell. We can tell. We know you're from Portland. So there's like, there's definitely uh, a look. Yeah. 
would no would and you I s- have a joke about suicidal ideation that's why I oh that. like, it okay just, it, yeah it wasn't just randomly saying that i'm suicidal but i talked about it in a joke would that be the name of your netflix special <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what uh suicidal ideation yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a unique term <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. And so, would you say your comedic tone like came from Portland straight up, or just that you kind of represent it like on the outside for the most part? I mean, I kind of. I mean, where you live has to have some influence yeah. on your style, right? So mm-hmm. I'm sure, yes, there's a lot um, that has come from you know being in Portland, uh, but I would also. Myself, like uh, I've been called toxic. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, and I thought I should laugh, or you're laughing. That's like, like um, just that? by exes or by family, friends, by who? <laughs> I mean, like you know what I mean? No, by comments. Oh. Um, oh wow, have, toxic but comments. But I don't take it as a, I don't take it as an insult. So I'm, I'm not like as like so some people are very. PC in their mm-hmm. comedy, yeah. and that's great, and I have no issue with that. I tend to not be um, as PC, and so you know, I talk about I like getting dick pics. Mm-hmm. I like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not really cool. Yeah. In Portland. <laughs> oh, okay. So not toxic in the way like not PC kind of kind of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I love a toxic masculine man. Like, yeah. I want, like, that's the kind of guy I want. Like, you're, I want okay, so you're saying, like, old school Howard Stern and old Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> like, oh, that guy. No? Yes. That okay. is, yeah. Hickory I dickory dock. That. The chick bounced on my cock. A quarter past two, I gave her a squirt. I can't remember the rest of the Dice Clay's thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's, like, an element of that, which is, you know, it's true for me, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but some people... I, I, and it, when I've been called toxic, it was never in like a accusatory like you're a, you're problematic. Like, yeah, never, cancel Rosa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, it, it was. I've been called toxic in a loving way. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're like adult toxic. You're. Yeah. Okay. Like I have I have a joke that like I'm bisexual, uh-huh. but like many bisexual women, I only fuck men. You know, so yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. So there's like truth to that, mm-hmm. um, and because a lot of there are many women who say that they're bisexual, but they're not, and they like mm-hmm. are in monogamous, like heterosexual relationships, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like poke fun at, at that, but like the the Portland scene is like you know that's a little edgy. Yeah. Okay, I remember in high school, so maybe, like, talking in this one interview, maybe nowhere else is a safe place to say this without me getting in trouble or toxic uh, accusation <laughs> thrown my way, but I remember in high school, like, and maybe around the same age, I don't know, where, like, I remember there was plenty, there was a, a bubble of girls um, that would pretend to be gay, like, it was just lesbian to be, cool to be lesbian, but not really, you could tell they were just doing it to turn on guys and stuff. So I don't yeah. know if that was, I don't know if that was your, <laughs> well, we one of your that, moves or not. <laughs> Oh, okay. When, yeah, like when you're drunk at the bar, you'll make out with a chick to like turn on a guy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I always like, I want to say I do not want anyone to feel bad about like queerness or coming mm-hmm. out or like I want everyone to. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely not like. I concur. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do like, so that's kind of a. An example of like how I could be considered toxic in a okay. fun way. Yeah, toxic in a fun <laughs> way. Is that like a quote? Is that a quote with an exclamation point on one of your like DVDs? I love that. Toxic in a fun way. <laughs> yeah, that will be. That will be. You're like now, nah, it will now. <laughs> okay. So you like toxic guys? I like it. It's kind of oddly refreshing, you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Like, you want, like, the young Bill Burr. Like, I just watched, uh, how can we even say this in this climate? Uh, Old Dads on uh, Netflix. That was pretty funny. Uh, Bill Burr and all that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. 
That's pretty good. Yeah, I saw hmm. Bill Burr when I was in Boston. Ooh, you saw him live. Oh, cool. I did, yeah. Were you, it was really great. Yeah, were you on the set list at all? Or were you just in the audience straight up? Or what? I was just in the audience. Okay. Oh, my God. Performing, <laughs> like, opening for Bill Burr. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of, like, yes, please, like, what is, like, um, your immediate, like, in-game dreams, like, right now? Like, would you just die to be, like, on SNL? Obviously, open it for Bill Burr. Would you want your own, like, kind of Comedy Central show back when, well, when the strike's over? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that the goal for me, ultimately, is to be in a writer's room and to mm. be writing, like, sitcoms, uh, television, comedy, yeah. uh, featured comedy, stuff, you know. Uh, but writing for like film or television is is the end goal, mm-hmm. and comedy stand up is a really nice way to kind of practice writing skills. Uh, and there's like a low barrier to entry, yeah. right? Like you can, like you know, you went to an open mic, you could just go to an open mic, yeah. And it's just like kind of whatever you choose to do with it, you can put a lot of work into like, you know, formulating your your set and. Uh, making it better and like constantly improving and but like nobody's gonna say no you can't perform at this open mic you know what I mean like you you have so many opportunities to perform um so it's like that's why I kind of started I think was like okay well you can't really just get into a writer's room but I can like learn how to write jokes by doing stand up and then it becomes addictive yeah and it's like it's just psychotic okay a lot of a lot of these people are yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like doing five open mics a day and shit like it, it's uh yeah yeah huh so would you say you're primarily a writer and like stand-up is almost a hobby or not i i had discovered you through stand-up mind you but uh I mean, yeah. I would say I am more of a stand-up than a, than a writer right now. I'm certainly yeah. performing more and, um, and yeah, doing that more than I'm writing. But I also like you in know, your wrote, heart, though. In my heart, I'm a writer. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you wrote uh, the rooms, that pilot that yeah. uh, is getting some traction, right? So, um, and we got to shoot it in, in Portland. It was great. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was uh, it was probably the coolest thing I've ever done. It was really, really fun. Huh. Very cool. And so for those uninitiated, like, what is The Rooms Full On about? I know it's about, um, like, um, 12-step programs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. so I am in recovery for mm-hmm. alcoholism. I'm coming up on... 10 years mm-hmm. of sobriety. Well, congratulations. Um, thank you very much. Mm. Yeah, November. Um, nice. I, yeah, November. Um, so, yeah, like a few years ago, I just had this idea. I was like, well, wouldn't it be fun to have AA, like, as a mockumentary, like, in the office? Yeah. You know, as, like, it would be the AA version of, of the office. Because it's very conducive to that kind of um, style, to that genre, right? You have like the same group of people who are do who are in the same place like every mm. week. Um, same lighting. It's months. like almost like it's almost like an office set. Often the lighting yeah. and yeah. Hi, my name is Bob. Hi, Bob. You know, I'm like you know. <laughs> yeah, right. You almost see the names yeah. pop up. So yeah. Huh. Right. Yeah. So super cheap to make too. Mm. Um, and mockumentary is like my favorite. Um, oh yeah. Genre. I, I love it so much. Um, like all the Christopher guests. 
Tones and yeah, I love that. that. Mm-hmm. What we do in the shadows. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Right. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of my inspiration for that. Um, yeah, it's a mockumentary set in an AA meeting, and that's uh, that's what it is. And it's like based on my experience loosely, you know, mm-hmm. not not yeah. super accurate. Um, but there's like a a woman who's like kind of a and she comes into the meeting and she's like drunk and she's kind of like drunk throughout the whole episode like trying you know she's like trying to get sober but not actually (laughs) but it's like a comedy but it's it's like a dark you know dark comedy because we're dealing with the topic of addiction um but trying to like make you know make light of it a little bit okay very cool and you're having a screening soon right are going to screen it uh, at the Mission Theater in Portland on Ooh. Friday, November 24th. Ooh. I think it starts at 8 p.m. So that it's going to be a few different um, shows. So it's like a um, screening of several shorts, uh, whether it's like mine is a half hour you know, sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's probably some short films in there, too. Uh, and then there's going to be a Q&A portion after the screening. Um, yeah, that should be really fun. It's part of the Ha Ha Harvest Festival uh, that's happening, you know, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to be on a comedy show that Saturday, I don't know the time, <laughs> okay. but it's called um, Optimism is the name of the show, Optimism. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be um, doing some comedy there, too. Okay, so we're going to look that up. Okay. So people just Google Optimism and Rosa McKenzie, and you'll definitely find that one. Yeah. Ha Ha Harvest Festival, Optimism, whatever. Yeah, you can follow uh, Ha Ha Harvest on Instagram, and they're kind of, they're posting about shows and stuff. Very cool. Yeah, it should be super fun. Yeah. And I'm actually going to do a couple shows in L.A. I don't know if you want to, if I can plug those. Yeah, you can plug everything, yeah. Okay, um. (laughs) So on November 4th, mm-hmm. I'm going to be at the Fourth Wall Comedy Cafe in Hollywood, uh, 8 o'clock. And on December 7th, kind of a little ways away, but December 7th, I'm going to be at a place or at a show called uh, the Popular Kids Club. Mm. And you can find the Fourth Wall Comedy Cafe and um, Popular Kids Club on uh, Instagram. Oh. They're awesome. Very awesome. Yeah, I think most of our guests have been in Hollywood. So, yeah, we could have plug anything anywhere for sure. Any uh, tour oh. dates uh, anywhere else on the map? or? No, not no? right now. Not right currently, but it's coming. Oh, and my, yep. tech, my tech sent me a note that they're a big fan of... I'm not sure their hand, their hand is better than mine, mind you. Murder Casserole. Um, is, was it a true crime show mixed with comedy that you did? I know true crime is all the rage. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say true crime's all the rage. It seems weird to say because of murder. But, you know what I mean? You combine true crime and comedy with uh, murder casserole, and you got a little following with that for sure. What can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, my friend Colin Maddox. He's a comedian in Portland. Hmm. Um, great guy. Very, very funny. He hosts a podcast called Murder Casserole, oh. and it is about it's true crime. And he did the first live show... Uh, was a, I don't know, a month ago, yeah, a month or so ago, and uh, he invited me to be on it, and we did it at Turn, Turn, Turn uh, on Killingsworth, so I think he's kind of scheduling more and doing them in other at other venues around town, but you just kind of like, you know, do your own comedy, maybe talk about some true crime. Uh, I actually got a really great true crime joke out of, like, doing that show. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's what I really like. Uh, and then we sit down with Colin and we could just like make, I mean, it's like we're making light of death for sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like we, you know, talked about like a, um, a woman uh, who like murdered all of her husbands and got married like seven times and killed all of her husbands. Oh, wait, this really happened? This is a true crime or? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, it wasn't like a yes and experiment afterwards? Okay, whoa. <laughs> Talks about like an actual crime, mm. and like you just kind of BS about it. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's interesting. It's funny. Yeah, no, it is. It's so, awesome. Okay. Yeah. That I have not really publicized. It's like hmm. we've we've only done I think there's like three or four episodes. It's a monthly thing, hmm. and it's called. You can find it on Spotify, and it's okay. called Objectively Biased, okay. and it's about movies. Okay. So there's an episode uh, about Nick Cage. Very where cool. Where we we literally went through every single Nick Cage film. I mean, it's like it's two hour long podcast. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, Nick Cage has made like a hundred films, right? Yeah, has it been a hundred? Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we like go through every single one of his movies, and we and we picked like we had to agree on the top ten. It was like Nick Cage Hall of Fame. That was the. Okay, so on the top of my head, I have and I I want to do this like um like uh, SAT rules where you know your first answer is the correct one. You know, right? Okay. In my mind, I have my favorite Nicolas Cage film. Um, on, on three, how about we both say our favorite Nicolas Cage film? Let's see if we're close to each other's. Ready? One, <sighs> two, three, Face Off. Adaptation. Ooh, that's the one where he's like twins, right? He's a writer. Yes. Oh, I saw that like a lot. I think I saw that in LA actually, but uh, yeah, I saw it a long time. That's a good one. Yeah. It's so good. Face Off is also so good. Dude, I, face off. I believe Face Off is like literally, and I don't know, shit all over me or we follow me whatever I don't know but like Face Off is it's his best he's a great actor and like every he commits a billion percent but Face Off to me off the top of my head at least and it's definitely in the top five I think scientifically like a robot would truly say it he, it's his best acting because like him and Travolta they do so good as their respective initial characters that when they flip faces it's like you totally buy it he's the other guy you're not just like oh this is a great Nick Cage this is a great Travolta it's like no he is Caster Troy, oh my god, that's uh, Sean Archer, you know, you're like, oh my god. It's... I mean, yeah, I, can I, can I Sure, yeah, you can, you can disagree a billion percent if you want, yeah, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> so my issue with Face Off Ooh, is that yeah. Nick Cage is okay. a lunatic, right? So yeah. making him mm. play the, like, straight man for me is not that interesting. Like, I don't want to see him being like a normal whatever FBI okay. agent. Like that's, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's my issue with The Rock. Mm. Because like he's just like not interested. He's just like playing such a normal boring character. And so I hmm. feel like he, I wish that Nick Cage had been, um, the, the bad guy longer. Had been reversed. Oh, yeah. Started off as yeah, they could have, yeah, because they both, they both did so well. They could have flip-flopped it, yeah. Anyway, that, hmm. I just, like, love seeing... Uh, I feel like I agree, I agree and disagree with that because I still have face-off like how I said, but I totally feel feel you on the way that... Because I don't love The Rock as much as everyone else does, and that might be literally subconsciously why not to me, because he's kind of boring in it. He's like, you know what, F you a-hole. Oh, I've, you know... Push pencils, and it's like, okay, but the action's cool, but yeah. I mean, the action's cool, fine, yeah. But yeah. Just like, he's, he's not very interesting. But That's I think... why I love adaptation. Okay. It's like just so freaking bizarre. Have you seen it? I saw it at least twice, but I saw it like when it came out, or when it was new to HBO at the time, or something like that. I think so. Okay. I revisited it when we were doing this podcast. Um, Ooh, yeah. I was like, oh, I have to watch that adaptation again, and it's just like amazing. It holds up. It's so good. It's so 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 good. Hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, I'll definitely see it because I remember loving it and everything. Um. Yeah. We're, actually, oh. we're recording on uh, Saturday, and the uh, what are we talking about? The episode is about horror okay. movie sequels, Ooh, sequel. prequels, okay. and remakes. Not the originals ever. <laughs> Just right. so sequels. Are... Hmm. No original. So I recently watched. I don't know if you care about horror. I yeah, think a little bit. I like horror. I like horror. Um, I do. I um. I like horror now more than I used to. I used to just not super care for horror unless it was like a really amazing film, period. Like, oh, I like good horror. You know, it's kind of like, I don't like country music, but if it's like really good, like, okay, I like, I guess I like that song, but it's like kind of like that. Sure. But I love horror more than sure, that. Sure, sure. That makes sense. But, but you were saying, so what did you watch recently? Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's just been like really fun because like I'm not 
like, I will watch horror movies. I really like supernatural horror because it really, like, for some reason, I'm actually legit scared of ghosts. Mm-hmm. And so, like, those kind of movies are really Same. fun because they really are scary. This is going to sound crazy, but, like, I literally, f- I feel like I I know that I live in a haunted house. So when I leave, I say to the ghosts, actually, why am I saying this? I'm going to get committed. I literally say it when I'm alone, you know, I say aloud, like, to the ghosts, okay, ghosts, you can have the house for... Um, I'm, I'm going, like, I kind of, like, I, they know my schedule, so you guys can have the whole house while I'm gone, and, like, I'm going to be back oh around, blah, God. blah, and please don't, you know, I respect you, and, you know, and stuff like that, because I've had some weird experiences that were, like, the lid of, like, the laundry, uh, the washer came down when I had, a, me and a girlfriend went down there, for it, and, like, uh, it came, it, the, uh, the washer lid came down from the upright position, and was, was being pushed in and out, kind of like a Snapple container, it was the, cr- and we both were freaked out, yeah, yeah. And then we passed down the hot tub when we were doing it. And um, I feel like I can talk, say it to you because you're toxic. But <laughs> we're, uh, but I passed down the hot tub because it was so hot, you know. And like sh- I, she said, the lights were flickering like as I, when I was past that. And then when I, uh, you know, arose again to consciousness, like the lights were normal. And I was like, what? And so stuff like that. So oh. I'm like, I feel like I know there's ghosts there. <laughs> yeah. In Laurelhurst. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, yeah, Laurelhurst is where they would be, or like the West Hills. Mm-hmm. Oh, you probably, um, you probably know where I live. Are... You know the pink house on Gleason with all the bird baths? That's where I live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, it's an over a hundred year old house, so it's probably... Like... You live in that house? Yeah. <laughs> what is the deal with the So imagine, like, you bring, you, bring a, you bring a date back there, and they're always like, I know, I always wonder, like, kind of what you're saying. Like, you're like, what the... Yeah. I mean, it's like a Portland... Yeah, it's like a landmark. Legend. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, like, been there since I was a kid, and it's been that way since I was a kid. Oh, yeah, the landlady, of my uh, the woman who owns it, like, it's her bird baths, and we can't touch them, and there's a bunch of antiques inside we can't touch, and the dolls, and I don't know if you ever call of any scene, like, she used to have, like, insane three-tent garage sales and stuff, I think she has, like, once a year now, because I think you're only allowed X amount of garage sales. Oh, my God, <laughs> and there's dolls. In the house, antique um porcelain. Dolls. I know they're called bisque dolls. I know that from just living oh. there. No. <laughs> I won't do that. I won't do that. That's insane. Yeah. I won't do that. Haunted <laughs> dolls are real. I'm I can give you. I, well, yeah, do yeah. If they are, they're there. So I can give you a tour yeah, when you're in town next, if you want. But if you dare, yes. oh my god, <laughs> your podcast so special. <laughs> mm. Um. Oh, that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I have like always kind of liked the supernatural horror, yeah. but never. I'm not really like a slasher, you know, like traditional okay. horror movie. Yeah, just gore. Because that's yeah, like I just don't need it. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. Like what's the point? I don't. I don't need that. Um, but like horror is such a broad genre. Oh yeah. Um, and they like mm-hmm. there's so much. So like doing this podcast has been really cool because I've gotten to see movies that like I would never have really watched on my mm-hmm. own, but watching them is like oh my god this is like really good like those are really good yeah sometimes it feels like horror movies are like um it's almost just like i don't know the medicine to get a a certain kind of story in because sometimes you're watching it's like this is this is a horror movie it's like a love story this is a blah blah this is a metaphor for it's like black mirror before black mirror was a thing kind of in a way you know it feels Mm, like a lot of it you know super broad like different things you know i was like i was talking to my co-hosts and i was like well does silence of the lambs count as a horror and they said yeah and it's not like gory but it's just like very suspenseful Mm -hmm. and there is like murder you know so it like it kind of it it counts Mm -hmm. what's your favorite like kind of ghosty supernatural movie like you were talking about is there one that kind of is there one that made you realize that that was your thing (laughs) <laughs> oh good question hmm. so that would be like when i was a kid there was a movie i like can barely remember it now but when i was very young oh i might actually like look it up right now so there is a movie called i want to say it's the woman in white that's the name of it the woman in white oh it doesn't ring a bell hmm. is that oh it's hmm. the novel oh man Trying to think of a rare horror movie. You should see um, Time Crimes. That's one that like, not a lot of people have seen. It's a foreign horror film that I liked. Like, 
time the travel. Lady in White? Lady in Maybe White. It's the Lady in White. Is it American film or uh, international? Yeah, mm. American. Feels like I should have heard of that. The Lady in White. Hmm. Yeah, what? I mean, I'm sorry because I'm like looking this up while we're talking, mm. but. It was something like that, and it mm. was. It just scared the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> woman was a ghost and she it was just like she it was, she was really scary and then I think at the end everyone's like oh she was like a good person she's like not trying to hurt anybody or something huh. <laughs> like, you think she's trying to like kill everybody throughout the whole movie um, oh. I will get back to you on on that okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah I think this is it I think it's Lady in White hmm. I gotta I'll look that up it's gotta be streaming yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, hmm. it's um definitely worth a watch. Um, but I recently saw a movie called Talk to Me. Oh yeah, I mean I haven't I haven't seen it, but it's it's a new one, right? Whether you touch the hand or something, and people yes. is that good or bad or? It's amazing. Okay. Really? Okay. Like, well, don't don't spoil it. Hmm. Oh no! Well, I mean, no, you can you can talk all about it, but it's still not, you know, because <laughs> I'll watch that. Okay. It just, yeah, it's very. It, there's some great Ooh, scares. Okay. And mm. yeah, definitely worth watching. Ooh, okay. Um, One that's really good. Have you seen It Follows? That's a hella good horror film. I was trying to rack my brain of what's one you gotta see. You know, when it's spooky season and all. It Follows. If you haven't seen that, oh my god, Miss Toxic Comedian, you gotta see that because it's literally about okay. fucking and haunting is what it's about. <laughs> That's what it should be called. Well, well, um, okay, so it's about, without spoiling it, well, because I remember seeing the poster, I remember people, like, a lot of, like, film nerds in Portland, hello, going, like, mm, you gotta see it, follow, you haven't seen it, follows, Kevin, like, okay, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> you're an actor and writer, yeah. you haven't seen it, follows, like, yeah, I, yeah, let me see it. And I saw it, and I, I will say it's amazing, and it blew me away, and it's just a good film, period, but especially for spooky season, but it's, uh, let me see, it's, like, this, some, this guy's on a date with this girl, he's acting all kind of weird, looking around, and they're playing little games, like, Looking at people in the crowd, like, oh, let's give Wait, them don't a... Even, I don't, 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 no spoilers. I, oh, I, not spo I promise oh. I'll look it up. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, without, without detailing it, it's pretty much the, like, even the commercial idea of it is you're, you're, something's following you, it's gonna kill you, and the only way to get rid of this, this phantom, this thing, this thing that's following you is to, to fuck somebody. So say we had sex on a date, then it's following you, but guess what? If you fuck someone oh else, it'll God. follow them, and like you don't know what it is. So you can maybe you can be looking out from your job. This isn't in the movie, mind you, but this is like an example. If you're looking at it from your job at the window, and there's some weird janitor-looking guy just walking across a field in a straight line, like that guy looks weird. Why is he walking toward me from far away? And it's that thing, and other people can't see it or whatever. And like you know, it might look like your grandma, it might look like uh, whatever, some dude or lady. Weird. But like it's like whoa, you know, it's like crazy. It's independent. It's really well made. It's really uh, creatively made and another a unique uh, idea as far as I know. Right. I haven't heard anything. I mean, I've heard people since then say it's like a blah blah. It follows kind of like it's Die Hard on a plane. Like so, it's kind of that good. I would say that definitely check out it follows. Oh yeah, <laughs> I definitely. But it's will. it's That's it's been around a couple of years, so it's definitely on like some site that I don't know if we're allowed to say with the strike. You know, whatever. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I love it. Um, I watched a movie called Slumber Party Massacre 2. I feel <laughs> like I've heard of it, but that's such a, that's a long title that I may have been thinking of. So, um, is it good? 1987. I mean, oh, nice. it is something. It is something. I Good, I don't know if that's the word, but... It's probably, you know, it's probably better. I bet it's better than it was because... You wouldn't be able to make a movie from 87 now, 87 style. So it's probably like a little more right. raunchy, a little more this or that. You're like a little yeah. Genesis qua of like, okay. You know, where if you watch it, they're like, oh, this just sucks. But now you're like, no, that's I mean, cool. Like the, the cool thing about it is that it's just so campy and over mm. the top. And like the gore, like I love 80s horror because the gore is so insanely thick. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I think for me, that's, like, easier to stomach than, like, yeah. you know, I watched the newest Evil Dead. I 
saw that in the theater, and it was, like, legit. Like, the gore was, like, so realistic because, like, that's where we are now in technology. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to see that. I don't want yeah. to. No, yeah. I want my, I want my horror, like, uh, Evil Dead, the original. Oh, jeez, yeah. Did you see the series? The series was good. They made a TV series of uh, Evil Dead. Of Evil Dead? Yeah, with Bruce Campbell. What, 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 it's called, um, I, I started rewatching it, uh... It's called Ash versus Evil Dead. It was like on, not Sci-Fi. What was it on? It was on like Stars, I want to say, or AMC. But it's complete. Oh, so where wherever it's streaming, it's complete. So you can watch it all, and they and they it completed it. Yeah. It didn't just get a oh, cliffhanger. For whatever and, reason, I thought Ash versus Evil Dead was a movie, but it's a series. I mean, it's Bruce Campbell, so yeah, probably that, yeah, yeah. easy to be yeah confused with that just because like oh, it's the yeah, guy. It was it's so the guy. hot. I just I watched Evil Dead two for this podcast and he's like so hot. Oh my god! You if you like if you love if you think he's hot and you like Evil Dead you would love it because one thing that's really it's the same I think the first episode and a lot of it it's a lot of it's ran by Sam Raimi you know the director and writer of the original yeah and he directed at yeah. least the pilot because I remember that when I rewatched the pilot like oh cool but so it's the same vibe and everything. And they get away, they probably threw a lot of money at it anyway, but, like, a lot of the gore is probably is the cheesy 1987 or yeah. whatever the first Evil Dead was style, as they all are, right? But it's so great with the pilot where it starts, it's like, okay, I'm in. Because it's like, as, you know, you're kind of worried, oh, a TV series based off it or whatever, you know? But it, it's continuing, and he, the first scene he's in his trailer, and he sets up, a, he has a girdle underneath his shirt to go out for ladies' night. And he's still trying to be, you know, wink, hot ash, but, like, he's, you know, older Bruce Campbell. Yeah. So it's funny. So it's kind of like... Yeah, it looks like the first yeah. Evil Dead was 1981. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Evil Dead 2 didn't come out until 1987. Which was like, wasn't it like a half remake or something, right? Or... Oh, yeah. Because I remember everyone saying that. My wife was trying to just enjoy it. I remember like film nerds at a party were like, mm, it's a soft remake. And I'm like, I'm like isn't this a sequel? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely not the kind of sequel that you would need to watch the first one to follow. Mm. You Toxic or otherwise. Hmm. So, does your family support you being a comedian, Wonderkind, or the, or what? Or were they like, stay in Portland? Oh, um, everyone is very supportive. Oh, cool. Uh, my dad, like, uh, must yeah, be nice. Is very nice. Like, oh, cool. What's that? I was joking. I was like, must be nice. Just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, everyone's so. Um, <laughs> Certain subject matter, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Is, uh, yeah, all of my my reels are, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dirty. And he um he talked rude on the phone once, and he was like, "Oh, I accidentally clicked on one of your reels." Yeah, and I support I support his daughter. Yeah, I mean, uh, it slowed down a bit because um, for a while there was always um, at least two things filming at once, like Librarians, uh, Portlandia, their spinoff, um, the documentary one. Um, but yeah, the strike, it's just kind of all indie stuff, so um, some indie stuff here and there. Yeah, they're meeting for, Tuesday or Wednesday, I want to say, right? Yeah. They're meeting okay. soon. Yeah. Um, 
you're uh, acting, like, do you, are you more of a comedic actor, or what's your flavor? Um, well, I did study uh, improv in L.A. at um, UCB on Franklin, but um, kind of anything, really. I, I like it all, as long as the script's good, or, you know, if it's a you know, good yeah. crew that I trust, like, oh, hell yeah, anything, you know, so, yeah. I love going in method and stuff. I mean, not like asshole Jared Little method, but you know, like just in your head, you know, method, you know, then bring, bring it up. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Do you act at all? Or besides, I mean, you did the rooms and everything, but are you uh, more comedy based or do you do drama and stuff? Or? Um, I don't consider myself an actor, hmm. but I like acting. Like, I, I just, like, if I were in a room and they were like, audition for this thing like I would do it but I'm not mm. necessarily like I'm not seeking it out um, or if someone is like oh you would be great for this um, you wouldn't say like, no oh, actually, okay. right like the week of the shutdown in quarantine the week oh, okay. that that happened I yeah. auditioned my friend was like hey we're producing this one act um, there's like this in, at this independent theater and it was like her theater cut or yeah her acting company or whatever and um super cool and they she was like hey just come and audition for this part and i did and i got the part oh my god and then everything shut down oh so it, was gonna, it was like about to be really cool yeah <laughs> and then I, then I never got to do it and it was like you know after three years they were like yeah we're not gonna do that so hmm. oh my <laughs> never gosh. got to happen oh yeah auditions i almost missed those in la and stuff oh oh boy you I, know, yeah, I haven't Oh no! It's not on my radar, um, really. It feels really good when, like, when you have an odd. Um, I was thinking about that when you were telling my story, because like, like uh, it's funny. I had this audition at some. Well, I don't think it was the comedy store, but it was some comedy place. Because there's all these like stand-up comedy uh, people's um, headshots were on the wall, and um, but it was an audition for the show Operation Repo, where the premise of the show is kind of like cops, but it's Repo Men, you know. But it's all improv, you know, like Reno Nine One One kind of. And it went so it went so well, maybe like the audition you had, right? Where it's so well, it's like oh, I got this part, and your head you're like I got this part, or like they're not doing it. It just felt so good, you know. And then like weeks go by, weeks go by, and it's like oh shit, they're not get the part, and all of a sudden they call me, it's this Tuesday, and uh, but they told me they're like oh yeah, it's it's great, it's improv, you're coming, you know, you're doing your thing, your your character's getting repoed. Oh yeah, one more thing, you're it's in the nude, and I was like what? And it's like what? And they're like oh it'll be pixelated on TV. And I was like, okay, and like, can you do it? And I was like, uh, and I wanted it, so I was like, yeah. So I mean, so my my Operation Repo episode, I'm I'm naked doing improv, but uh, it's pixelated, by you. <laughs> I know I almost wonder if they can get away with that now or not. If they be like, mm, so, you know, you don't have to. We we offer these flesh. <laughs> yeah, oh well, oh sorry. Oh my, in the story, my character, I don't know if it's allegedly was based off a real thing or not, but this couple, our, my character is getting it all with this with uh, this girl in a BMW, and they start to repo, and we jump out naked and like, hey, what are you doing? You know, type deal. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like a Skinamax thing. <laughs> You're like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> but right, right. yeah, and the, the poor actress, she came up there and she was like, um. She was like, oh, I brought flesh-colored underwear. I'm like, no, no, they can tell. So anytime I watch TV and they're naked and it's pixelated, I'm, like, looking really hard now. I'm like, can you tell? I'm like, wow, you kind of can. I see a black line or I see something or, you know. <laughs> or, like, maybe sure, they're, sure, sure. Or they're really nervous. Yeah. Maybe I, shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say it too much. Maybe I shouldn't tell that story too much because then, like, I make it big, bigger, whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, people are like, mm, we have this app that un unpixelates immediately, easily. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Thanks. Gray, it was cold. There's always, there's always. Oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. We weren't really. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing, since you're in comedy, like, do you ever get the dreaded like, uh, thing where like people like when they hear you're a comedian, like, or the way they just immediately go, "Oh, you're a comedian, make me laugh." Do you ever get that? Um. No? Yeah, I get two reactions. Family gatherings. <laughs> Tell me a joke, okay. and then the other one is, oh, people tell me I'm Larry. Oh, me, you know, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do stand-up, and it's like, well, do it then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I guess it's especially irritating when it's um, a, a potential date, like when I was, you know, on an on a, uh, app dating app or something, yeah. and I tell, you know,
I literally just wanted to do that. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, don't like, like, I yeah. don't, don't want to date you. <laughs> I feel like it is over. Yeah. gotta be like so annoying i just remember that like in high school like when i don't know people were just like oh you're funny and then, like you know every now and then people would just come up and say i heard you're funny and make me laugh and you're just what right. <laughs> just like what <laughs> right oh. yeah super dumb Mm-mm-mm. especially when my um jokes are as inappropriate as they are i went and visited my my grandmother um not that long ago and <laughs> She was like, oh, tell me a joke. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I told her one of my jokes, one of my most, I made it as appropriate as mm. I could mm. for her. And she loved it. Okay. <laughs> was it like a PG, PG-13 version of like a rated X joke or what? I talk about it on stage. I, like, have a joke about it. So I told her that joke. And it is, like, the joke itself is appropriate in the way that I'm not, like, talking about, like, you know, fucking. Or, yeah. You know, it's, not, it's not X-rated in, in that way, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was the joke. I was like, well, she knows the deal, so I'll tell her this joke. <laughs> and the premise is, like, you know, my mom is crazy and not making attractive to crazy people. So, like. My ex-boyfriend replaced all the furniture in our apartment with rocking chairs because he thought it would make it more productive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> psychos. I just like, uh, oh, you're a lunatic? Sign me up. That sounds great. So that was um, that was the joke. And I just kind of like modified it a little bit for her. <laughs> what's, what's the uh, more adult version of that joke? that I mm. use, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So what are you doing for spooky season now? Besides your uh, once a month uh, hollow, uh, horror movie. Yeah, very thing. excited about that podcast um, on Saturday. And what am I doing? I'm going to a film premiere on Monday um, that a friend of mine worked on, and I guess I will it. Yeah, they're cool with it. While we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let me see. Where's the text? Pardon me. Um, okay, so I'm going to see a movie called Open World Premiere Hollywood, baby, at the uh, TCL Chinese Six Theaters. Okay, very cool. When's that? That is on Wednesday, November 1st, so the day after Halloween. Ooh. Yeah. If you survive Halloween. It doesn't look like it's uh, scary, but, oh. um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I don't really have any plans. I just went and saw Exorcist, Believer. That was, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm moving into my apartment, like, the day before Halloween or something. So I'm just like, nah, I don't really care. I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. you know, set up an unpack box and stuff. That's kind of my plan. And in <laughs> How all, about you? uh, let's see, I, let's see, what am I doing? I don't have any kids, but I have nephews now. So I'm going to take my nephew trick-or-treating. Very fun. He's three... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Waluigi this year, you know the evil Luigi from Mario Brothers. <laughs> I'm not a huge gamer, but I know Mario Brothers enough. But like, um, I have this mustache. I, I grew a COVID beard and everything with the whole you know, thing. It. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and like I can't really shave it. People like love it so much that like if I shave it, people are gonna like freak out. And I gotta do something with this. I, I don't think know. You follow your heart, Kevin. It's true. I mean, not to be toxic, but it's like, you always want to look attractive to whoever you're into, the opposite sex in my case, but in, in the world, you want to be, you know, attractive to the world, 
But like, um, one thing I've noticed with this facial hair style, I dig it. I mean, I like it myself. I do. But like, you know, people comment on it. They notice it. They like it. I get when I'm in public, I get like, you know, almost inordinate amount of compliments on it. So it's like, okay. Whereas before, you know, I used to change my facial hair with the seasons or with the wind, whatever I felt like. You know, I want, you know, no mustache. I want a mustache. I want something. You know, I want chops. I want the Wolverine. I want that whatever. You know, and like, um. But then you never knew if people liked it or not, you know, you, it was, this girl's give me a little smile when she walks by, is it because of this or that, or it doesn't matter, but sure. this is like, it's like, this barometer's like over the top, like, I don't know, the optimal look from my face to the general populace, <laughs> so, <laughs> to the point that I know if I did shave it for me, and I could, I will, I probably will one day, but, um, people would kind of freak out-ish, so I don't know, I gotta, I don't know, I'm trying yeah. to get a mustache wax promotion or something. <laughs> Become the right. local local Tom Peterson or something like that, but this facial hair or something like that. Get on Outrageous Audio or whoever. Right. See, now I'm just dropping Portland references that only you get and like 4% right. of my audience get. Or something. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff Gianola. There's a new face of Coin6 or whatever channel he's on. <laughs> Wait, did Jeff Gianola have a mustache? He did not. Yeah, I know. He didn't, but okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a, be a Portland icon or something. Who was the, Jeff wasn't Peterson it? Didn't he didn't either. But he's a Portland icon. Okay, uh, what about Bud he Clark? Governor. And Gloria too. Don't yeah, and Gloria too. I remember that. Before Gloria video. Mm hmm. People are like, what the hell are they talking about? They're saying words. Yeah, right. If you know, you know. Mm hmm. She is. But I'm going to be Wario because I want to do something with this mustache and a costume, so. Definitely trick or treating, horror moviness. Uh, yeah. Oh, yay, er. I've taken up, I, I've taken up plenty of your time, and you plugged uh, your stuff and like at least two friends, I think. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can get early release with good behavior. <laughs> now there's a time limit. There's usually like a. About an hour these are usually, but there's no, there's no rhyme or reason, you know. Okay. Did you have any more questions for me? No, no. You're free to go. I don't even know when you, where you were on a certain date or anything. <laughs> your whereabouts. What's that? Oh, I just saying your alibi checked out, so I don't need to know any oh. more questions, <laughs> dates of where you were. <laughs> right. Cool. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me on the show. This was great. So fun. Oh, yeah. Thanks for doing it. I uh, saw some of your clips online. Uh, I th in fact, I think the one that attracted me to you that I was like, okay, who is this? I'm looking her up. Um, was the joke you told on the show about the um, the being the being by enough to get dick or whatever, you know? And like you had like your, oh, yeah. yeah, the first girl you were with was in the audience. <laughs> yeah, right. That was good. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Thank you. So everyone, check out the rooms, the pilot that's probably gonna blow up into much more, I'm sure. <laughs> and all that jazz. <laughs> All right, Rosa, thanks so much for doing it. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin, and uh, be in touch. Let me know what happens um, when you drop in and, and all that. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Oh, yeah. All right. So, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for up in the West Coast, the Best Coast, the Beast Coast. <laughs> Absolutely. From Hollywood to Portland. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Take care, Kevin. Thanks. Late. And that was the great Rosa McKenzie. I hope you guys were entertained as much as I was. Yeah, she's a uh, kind of a legend here in Portland and going to blow up in Hollywood, I'm sure it sounds like, by the looks of it. Uh, she's in the Hollywood Hills. Wait, that, I shouldn't say but She's, yeah, anyway, she's in Hollywood now. That's where she says she's. <laughs> I was saying it like as if that's her studio. Like that, but. From Portland to Hollywood. Rocking it. Not to be toxic, but uh, from the her to the her. So rocking it like uh, the golden taint of comedy. That sounds horrible. Anyway. But thanks again, Rosa McKenzie. You've been awesome. Portland thanks to you. Hollywood is grateful. And we'll be right back with another message. What's better than your favorite talk show? Well, maybe homemade delicious food, cold beer, or a drink of your choosing in a comfortable atmosphere. Well, look no further than the Boulevard Tap House. For the world-famous fish and chips, seafood, all-around delicious menu with pizza, all kinds of food, wings, steak bites, 
anything you can imagine. We want to watch the big game or catch some live jazz. We pick the right night. Open seven days a week. Go to BoulevardTapHouse.com right now. I like to go to their Terwilliger Curve location. That's the uh, the uh, home location for their not only their fish and chips, and they knew that they always used to give me uh, um, Caesar Caesar chicken salad and wine. Um, they kind of made jokes and made fun of me that my favorite food there now might just be the brand new Mark Kevin. That's a margarita pizza named after me. <laughs> Don't know if they did it because I'm Italian or what, but I had it and it is delicious and uh, dare I say nutritious. Anyway, friends, go on in, have a great time. When you're there, you truly are family. No cap. Enjoy the Boulevard Tap House today. Thanks again to tonight's guest, Rosa McKenzie. If you're watching this on uh, the YouTube, well, uh, like and subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to your stuff, don't forget to subscribe and check us out on the patreon.com backslash that Kev one show. And on YouTube, uh, coming to Naroku, or probably by the time you listen to this, in fact. Um, and of course, our audio visual feast every month on patreon.com. It's always a special. And new stuff there every day. Also find me at True Kevin Michael Watson on Instagram and much more. So yeah, what else can I say? Like, subscribe, live your life. Good night. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.